And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Monday, January 18th. It's Martin Luther King Day, so we are recording this early. I am not working today, and I hope that you are not working today. U.S. markets are closed um, hey, Mark, you know what I always keep forgetting to do? And I'm going to do it right at the top of the show so I remember this. Every day that we start this podcast, you hear our music. And that music is composed by Joel Goodman, who is a fantastic musician, also happens to be the brother of Michael Goodman, the guy who comes on the show sometimes and gives some financial advice. He, we did a year-end show with him. Anyway, thanks to Joel Goodman for our fantastic music. It's kind of catchy, isn't it? I uh, hope you enjoy it. All right. So, got a day off. Try to, you know, watch something it's instructive, educational, maybe. Uh, and maybe don't think too much about your financial life. But after you listen to this podcast, maybe something jogs your mind and you have a question. And sometimes the best thing to do is just send us an email and let us try to help you get through that question. And I, I know you're going to feel better as soon as you send the email. So that's a good thing also. It's like, ah, good. I pushed it out there. The email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. And you can also go to our website, jillonmoney.com. And there's a contact button there. So check it out. All right. And oh, don't forget to tell us whether or not you would like to come on the air with us. This weekend, we had callers. Wasn't that fun? Sometimes we do guests. Sometimes we do callers. It's fun. Okay. Let us know if you want to come on the podcast with us. You're not really calling, but through the magic of Mark's technological innovation. Well, it's not really marks, but technology in general. We'll get you on the air with us, okay? Kathy writes, she wants to know, is she on the right track for retirement? Mark, is that the most frequent question we get? No? Okay, The Mark says the most frequent question that we are asked is the Roth versus traditional question. The second is, am I on the right track for retirement? It's funny. We get that question, both of those questions, regardless of age. So that's what's been interesting to see. Okay. Kathy's a 60-year-old working woman with a large company. I earn approximately $100,000 per year. I plan to retire at age 65. I married. My husband is 70 with his own company and finances. We don't mix our money. 
and I'm planning my retirement for myself. He has investments that will most likely cover my needs as well, but I've always stood on my own and I'd like to think I can retire based on my own earnings throughout the years. Okay, here's what she's got. New York Life Variable Annuity, $376,000, 70% growth, 30% conservative. A second New York Life Variable Annuity, 100% in growth mutual funds. A Fidelity Rollover IRA, $179,000. Fidelity Fixed Annuity, John Hancock IRA, uh, 401k. And she's contributing a bunch of money to a Roth IRA and a little extra money into a she says a makeup Roth IRA, but I think she means the, for the catch-up contribution. Social Security, thirty-two hundred a month. Goal is five grand a month at retirement. I'm debt-free. I own my home, one child, and occasionally needs financial help. In five years, she should not need further help. Do you think I'm on the right path? You betcha. Absolutely. You know, obviously, I would prefer that you don't have variable annuities, but you have them. So, you know, I'm not that. I'm not going to go crazy with it. Um, I think that the money you have in your Fidelity rollover IRA, I'm not sure why you have it in money market, but I would just you know, really try to keep that in index funds. You don't need money markets inside of IRA accounts for sure. But you know, you got money in cash. You got This is all beautiful. I mean, when you think about it, for someone like you, your social security um, at your whatever your full retirement age at this $3,200 a month is pretty awesome. So you're in great shape. And I think, yes, the answer is yes, you're totally on track. Karen writes, what's your opinion about overfunded cash value life insurance to be used as a personal bank rather than leaving money in the stock or bond market in various ETS? Uh, my opinion is not a good one. Okay. Karen goes on and says, I've recently converted my investment account to a cash only position because of my concern over the uncertainty of the stock market. I mean, so your market timing, I really don't have a lot to say about this. You've already done it. But Karen says, I also have numerous retirement accounts invested in exchange traded funds. I'm thinking about using the cash to overfund a properly structured whole life insurance policy to provide a more conservative avenue to see my money grow. My thoughts are not good. Karen has a CFP and says her CFP has never mentioned this as a possibility. Let me know what your CFP thinks. I don't think that this is a good idea for you. Whole life policies are expensive. You pay for that security that you're creating, and I'm not sure why you need it. I just don't. And I think you're trying to time the market. So that's probably the bigger no-no of all of this. Uh, Kyle writes, I love your podcast. It's the first thing I listen to every morning. Yay. You guys are doing a great job. I'm 50 years old. My son is nine. I am married. I make about $190,000 per year. My wife is at home. She does an awesome job there. She deserves a raise <laughs> or at least some time off. Yeah, I bet she would like that. Okay. Kyle's got two questions. He says, since I'll be 59 and a half by the time my son starts college, does it make sense to start a college fund using my Roth IRA as opposed to a 529? The Roth offers more flexibility over a 529 and I'll be old enough to access the funds without taxes. Yeah, I think that makes sense. The one thing is some states do give you a state income tax deduction for the 529. So if your state is one of those, then maybe I would do that. But yeah, I think the Roth is perfect for um, those folks who are going to be 59 and a half when their kids are starting college. Mark makes a good point. Mark says, but you can save way more money with a 529. Good point, Mark. I, I, I was sort of thinking that it was a zero-sum game, like it's 7,000 or 7,000. If you have more than $7,000 a year to save, 
because you're 50 and you could put 7,000 into a Roth, then I would consider that the 529 is would be great. Let's see how much money you have. So wait a second. Here he's, here's what he's got. Oh, interesting. Okay. He's got $1.3 million in his 401k. He says, my company offers a Roth 401k. Should I be funding my retirement with a Roth instead of the traditional? I make 190 grand a year. And he's got a Roth IRA with 30 grand. Investments outside of a 401k, 200,000. Hmm. Cash and emergency fund, outstanding mortgage, car loan. First of all, have you done a real retirement plan yet? That's number one. Because we need to get you retired before we can get your kid educated. And so I think that it would make a lot of sense for you to crunch some retirement numbers, to see what's really in front of you, to then make a determination as to how much money you should be saving for retirement versus or and in addition to 529. Retirement first, 529 second. But if your son, you know, if you think about it, you've got all this money right now outside of your 401k, should that money be used to start funding the 529 so that it essentially gets protected from taxation? That's the other question I have. So that might be something worth pursuing. And finally, yes, I do think putting money in your Roth 401k makes sense for you right now. Kim writes, I'm single 33, making 140 grand a year. My annual spend average is about $48,000 a year. Yow, that's good. I've got no debt. Here's the money that um, I have, uh, 175 grand in a 401k, 23 in an HSA, 300 in an index fund, Roth IRA 60, employee stock purchase plan 10 grand, 20 grand in cash. My question is how to plan for the future. Right now, I'm single, but my hope is I will find a partner, maybe have some kids. Since single life looks very different than life with a partner and or kids, how should I be planning for the future? Do I continue to plan as if I will remain single over the long term? I think that's your only choice. You can't, no. I mean, like you can't do this. You got to plan on where you are now. And by the way, here's the thing that's so cool about this. All you need to do is create a plan that you're comfortable with, that you can live with today because you are single, because you're able to save so much money. This plan's fantastic. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily deprive yourself, but I'm just saying, keep socking your money away. It's awesome. The worst case scenario is like, oh, gee, I wish I had had blank, like I'd done something different. It's not going to be that. It can't be like, you can't plan for a partner and kids when you don't have them yet. When you're ready, if you either have a partner or not, and when you have kids, whether you have a partner, whether you have kids with a partner or not, you can make changes. You can only plan on what you know today. That's my advice. What do you think, Mark? Okay. Mark says, it never crossed my mind to plan for a financial future that I might have. In fact, had you really thought about it, Mark, then you would have bought like a two-bedroom apartment when you were 32. All right. Eric is a longtime listener, recidivist emailer, and he's even been on the podcast. I often hear you say that you want to spend down certain retirement money first and other money should be the last dollars you spend, but I don't know which to use first and understand why. Can you explain your thinking? Yeah. So here's the thinking. The thinking is that the last money you spend is Roth because it's already been taxed, okay? And it's a great asset to pass to the future generation. The problem with the, the money that hasn't been taxed in retirement account, that money is taxable to you and it's going to be forced out anyway. So it's usually 
non-retirement savings, so non-IRA, just a plain old brokerage, then IRA money or 401k money, and Roth last. I hope that helps. And he says, thank you for all you do for the gang. This is our gang. Mark, I like that it's like our little posse. It's our, it's the Gillon Money Peloton, the team. All right. So it's uh, the beginning of the week. And that means we want you to pace yourselves. Things are going to be a little dicey this week. It is um, a day where hopefully you're not working, where you have a little reflection. You can think about some cool stuff. Maybe watch a, like a cool movie or about, you know, maybe do a little reading about what Martin Luther King said and some of the sentiments. It's not a bad way to spend a day where we're going to have an inauguration and a lot of people mad and a lot of people happy. But what I can say about that is um, let's just try to all be nice to each other now more than ever. Wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, take a deep breath, put your hands metaphorically on someone's back, do something nice, don't get sucked into the drama, just be centered. It's going to be an interesting week, could be a rough one. Let's get through this together. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.